Welcome to BSD Talk, number 103. It's Monday, March 12, 2007. In the news, registration is now open for BSD CAN 2007. Please check out the forums on their website. One of the threads that's been opened is by me, because I'm looking for people who are interested in possibly doing a little bit of carpooling from Maine or Montreal. Also in the news, pre-orders are now available for OpenBSD 4.1. And now on to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Robert Ritchie. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. And could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? So I am a uh, staff member of the Flux Research Group in the, at the University of Utah School of Computing. And uh, the main thing that I do for Flux is work on the Emulab network testbed. And what is the Emulab network testbed? So basically, it's an environment for researchers in um, distributed systems and networking to be able to run experiments in a controlled environment. So uh, the basic idea is that we provide a bunch of, we have about 350 PCs right now. Uh, People can come to us, they can ask for basically an arbitrary network topology, including um, the operating systems they want to run on the nodes, the bandwidth and delay and packet loss rates that should be on all the links, and we automatically set up for them the topology they've asked for. So when you say come to you, do you mean that they physically come to your lab? Mm, Good question. So no, actually. uh, Most of our users, of which we have about 2,000, are remote. So uh, we've actually designed everything so that you don't have to come here. And in fact, uh, all of our machines have serial consoles, so you can um, get into them even if you've somehow you know, messed up the network. Um, they all are also on power controllers, so you can, you, you know, you can power cycle them if necessary. There's, there's basically not much that we can do here that you can't do from wherever your office is. And is it just wired networks, or do you also do wireless? Uh, we, uh, we do wireless, too. Uh, we started out just doing wired. Um, we started out about seven years ago. And the majority of our nodes are still are wired at this point. Uh, they, all, they have five or six gigabit Ethernet interfaces in them, though we have some older 100 megabit ones too. But we also have a uh, bunch of nodes with 802.11 that are scattered out throughout our office building. I think right now we have about 20, and we've actually just bought 100 more of them that we're going to scatter around to give you all kinds of different realistic views of the you know, performance that you'll see with 802.11 in an office environment. Uh, we also have some sensor network nodes, uh, little Berkeley MICA moats that have little 900 megahertz radios on them. They're, they're intended to be like deployed out in the forest to do environmental monitoring, that kind of thing. And, uh, and th- th- those sensor network nodes, we actually have some mobile wireless nodes that uh, are able to sort of drive around and give you, give you a better idea of the network conditions you'll see if some of your, if some of your radios are mobile. So when people want to, I guess they would be renting time and space on this cluster. Mm-hmm. What do they so do? Uh, they don't have to rent. Uh, at this point, we provide we mostly provide um, uh, our resources to NSF-sponsored researchers, though uh, you know that's that's not a requirement. And so most most people who use it get to use it for free. Are these machines mostly I386 architecture, or do you have other architectures? Yes, yes. 
for a while, we used to have some nodes that used strong ARM processors, but we haven't used those for a while now. Um, and like the, the mobile sensor network uh, I just mentioned uses some little uh, basically programmable microcontrollers, but, but by and large, it's, it's x86. So my assumption is you've got a pretty complicated web interface for managing all your nodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And people can, can come to that web interface, and we have like a, like a, a Java GUI applet that they can use to draw the network they want, or they can use a, a script based on the uh, popular network simulator NS to describe their network to us. And how do you deal with contention between the different researchers and you know, how much mm. time they want to use? So use of Emulab is really bursty. You know, right you know, during the summer, since most researchers are, you know, students or faculty, usage goes down. And right around major paper deadlines, usage goes uh, way up. And our strategy so far has been instead of trying to deal with some kind of complicated scheduling system to actually just give everybody each other's email addresses and say, you know, work it out and we'll arbitrate if we have to. And how isolated is this network from the Internet at large? All of our nodes have one interface that's called the control network, and essentially that one has, you know, has is routed to the internet. Um, that's the one that you would like SSH in to. Uh, it's the one that your your NFS home directory is mounted on. And then the nodes have four or five experimental interfaces, and those experimental interfaces are connected only to um, our. We have a bunch of big Cisco switches here that Cisco has donated to us. And they're connected to only those switches. Uh, we use VLANs on the switches to isolate experiments from each other. So basically, on those interfaces, you are not going to see any packets that you didn't send. And our, we've, we've sort of designed our switch setup um, so that we should be provisioned enough that you will never see artifacts because somebody else is using too many resources. So what operating systems do you support for imaging onto the nodes? Uh, we support FreeBSD. We support uh, Linux, Red Hat, and then now Fedora Core. Uh, and we support Windows XP. How long does it take normally to provision a system or, or roll out a new image? So first of all, if you are willing to just use our default images, we load those on the disks in the background. And so you, you can, you know, the time between giving us the topology you want and the time which you actually get your network can be, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, we can load a FreeBSD or, or Linux image in under a minute I guess, I guess sort of a standard-sized one. And uh, it uses multicast, so it's scalable, and you know, we, can, we can re-image 80 nodes in a minute, too. Is there any support for snapshotting an experiment in progress and maybe coming back to it later, or do things hmm. have to complete? So we have an operation that's known as swapping out, where basically um, you're releasing the physical resources that we gave you, but we're maintaining your, the state of you know, this, the, the network that you asked for in our database. Uh, we don't, at this point, do automatic saving of your disk contents or memory contents. We actually have a student who is working on that, um, actually two students who are working on that right now, using like a, like, a, like a branching virtual file system to keep track of you know, what state needs to be saved if you want to swap out and, and save everything. And so this overall structure for building a, a test bed, is that using commercial software or is this something that was developed at the Flux Research Group? Uh, it's all it's all free software. In fact, we're planning to do a, an open source release under the GPL or something similar real soon now. But we're we're busy, so we'll see how long it takes. And it uses we use a lot of um, popular open source packages like Apache. Like we're heavily reliant on like OpenSSH and uh, MySQL and FreeBSD. So we're so it's it's mostly it's pretty much all 
open source stuff. In fact, there are at this point uh, about two dozen Emulib installations. So we're the first one and the biggest one, um, but there are also there are also a bunch spread out around the world that use our same software. And you did mention the use of FreeBSD, which is the primary mm-hmm. reason for my call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you describe how BSD is used at Emulab to support this infrastructure? So all of our servers, our web server, our file server, all these things uh, run FreeBSD. One of the key ways in which we rely on FreeBSD is so you can ask for these networks with arbitrary topologies and arbitrary bandwidths and stuff. And we use uh, DummyNet, which is built into free, the FreeBSD kernel, to do that traffic shaping. So, so very <laughs> a lot of our existence we owe to DummyNet. And so essentially the main, I guess, command and control that people are interacting with is mm-hmm. all on FreeBSD. Yes, that's, that's correct. And it's these FreeBSD machines that not only shape the traffic, but also push out the images to the nodes? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, and the neglected to mention, but the, the disk imaging program we use is one called Frisbee that we developed in-house. And is this a disk imaging utility that's useful outside of something like Emulab? Yeah, we do have um, some users outside. We've done uh, we published a paper on it a while ago and and compared it to like um, Symantec Ghost and so forth, and it's it's much faster. But it is um, you know it is uh, sort of not as feature rich. So we have had some people who have used it outside of our group. Um, you know, it requires a little bit of, of of background work about getting the new nodes to boot into a memory image to write the disk from and so forth. And are people allowed to submit their own images to push out to nodes? Yes. Uh, in fact, um, that's very, very common. Uh, we have hundreds of images in our database. Uh, and generally, the way that people create a disk image is by taking one of our standard ones and modifying it, like installing a bunch of packages they like or changing the kernel or something like that, and then taking a snapshot of that of, of that modified node. Uh, we have had a couple people who have tried to do things like install, I believe, OpenBSD like from a CD and then make an image of that as well. And how do you deal with the licensing issues with your images like Windows XP? Uh, so our university has a basically a site license for Windows XP that we are that we are allowed to use. You know, our other disk images, our FreeBSD and our Linux disk images, we distribute to other sites that that run Emulab, but we are not allowed to distribute the Windows one. And is your hardware pretty much uniform, or do you have a variety of different types of hardware? Basically, every time we buy new hardware, we buy it all the same. But of course, you know, we never really want to throw away old hardware. So we have we have three main generations of machines. We have some old 600 megahertz PCs, some some 850 megahertz PCs, and then now all of our new machines are are three gigahertz Intel chips. You know, our one of our basic ideas is to try to give users sort of the same view of their experiment, no matter which physical nodes we give them. So if I gave you two nodes yesterday and you um, did that swap out operation and came back today, you shouldn't have to worry about the fact that the two physical nodes you happen to get may not be the same ones because maybe someone else is using those right now. Um, and so having homogenous hardware is, is, is important for that purpose. And is the lab environment designed primarily for network research or does it support other kinds of research like build clusters and distributed computing? So I would say that the sort of the community that uses it most would be the distributed systems community. We actually originally built it with the idea that people would be doing like sort of more heavy-duty operating systems research, like you know new kernels and those sorts of things. 
but that hasn't that just hasn't happened as much. It's ended up being much more useful for network research. And were you around, or are you aware of the reasons why they chose FreeBSD for the infrastructure? I was not around when Emulab started. I care over. I came in six months or so after that, and have been here ever since. The one of the main reasons uh, that that BSD was chosen is because uh, there are actually people in our group who have you know worked on 4.3 and 4.4 BSD, and um, so we have you know lots of expertise in our group with BSDs. And how about your experience with FreeBSD prior to working at Emulab? Um, I've been using FreeBSD for 10 or 11 years now, starting with the like the 2.1 release. So, and I've been using it. Uh, on my home machine and on my desktop for mm, probably eight or nine years. So I'm quite familiar with it. And outside of the support infrastructure for Emulab, is FreeBSD used on any workstations there? Mm-hmm. All of all of the desktops in our group are uh, are FreeBSD. Though we're starting to get a few people who, uh, actually myself included, after in, in the past week who are starting to use Macs on their desktop. <laughs> and do you find it difficult to interact with other people either in your department or the university when you have FreeBSD on your desktops? We basically do administration of our own desktops. Uh, in the past, it was done by our department, but I don't know, we're sort of the, <laughs> we're, you know, we're hackers. We like to administer that stuff ourselves. We don't generally have a problem with that. Uh, when we do have other people installing Emulab software, it is occasionally an issue that they have someone who is used to you know, configuring and running servers based on Linux and not FreeBSD, and so there's a little bit of a learning curve there. So we are actually probably going to, at some point, port our server software so that it will run on either Linux or BSD. Regarding your own personal use of BSD, mm-hmm. what's your work desktop look like? What kind of uh, window manager and work environment do you have? So I use the Ion window manager, uh, which I primarily use for because uh, it handles uh, tiled desktops, basically, uh, desktops in which the windows just don't overlap with each other, you know, which I find useful to open up several shells at a time, uh, side by side. Um, I, you know, I mostly use I use Xterm, I use uh, Firefox, I use Vim, I use Mutt. Those are sort of the main, <laughs> those are sort of the key the key pieces of software I'm always using. And do you think your group's use of FreeBSD has maybe encouraged anyone else in the department or the university to take a look at FreeBSD? Hmm. I'm not sure about in our particular uh, department, but certainly I think that some of the Emulab users have tried out using FreeBSD because there are some features that we offer on it, but not, say, Linux. For example, we have we have some support for setting up jails in FreeBSD, and so uh, and so some people have, have switched to using BSD just for that reason. All right. Well, are there any other topics that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, no, I think that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Hey, no problem at all. I did want to mention that Robert Ritchie was nice enough to offer me an account on Emulab after the interview. Because it's primarily funded by the NSF, they are able to offer it for free for people in academia. And I do happen to teach at the University of Maine. So I look forward to trying it out and maybe reporting back at a future podcast. Well, if you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk, number 103.